Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, National Premier Soccer League fans, and welcome back to the National Premier Soccer League show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. And I am your host, Daniel Feuerstein, as we get down to the final four of the NPSL Cup playoffs It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here um, as we get ready to see who will get to the national championship next weekend. Once again, these big-time matches, it's going to be fun time as the Westchester United will be taking on Apotheos FC in the East. And in the West, it's the Tulsa Athletic taking on Crossfire Redmond Red team. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be exciting. And once again, this, my friends, is going to be probably a hell of a final once we get there. But let's get to the semifinals first and see which two of the four will advance to the championship final And before we even get to that, let's congratulate our eight clubs who have qualified automatically if they wish to take the the spot or not, reaching the opening round of the 2024 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Westchester United, FC Motown, Tulsa Athletic, Crossfire Premier Redmond Red Team, also, um, also, Apotheos FC, Westchester United SC, going in there, along with Southern States Soccer Club, El Farolito, Steel City FC out of Pittsburgh area, and FC. Motown. Congratulations to the eight clubs that have qualified for the 2024 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, and hopefully those eight sides will be getting involved in the opening round, and then we'll see which other NPSL teams will qualify or take an invite from U.S. Soccer through the points-per-game stats. So it should be fun for next year, and of course, when we find out when the dates are for all the rounds proper for the U.S. Open Cup, when we get to that first round matchup in the, in the uh, opening round draw, we will make sure, and I will make sure, that those clubs that will not be on my Open Cup round one draw review show, we will have those other NPSL clubs being involved in an NPSL Open Cup round one preview show and it should be exciting and it should be a lot of fun and i cannot wait to get into it you know ladies and gentlemen once again 
Another exciting season of National Premier Soccer League action for all of us here in the National League of American Soccer. And once again, the action was nonstop. We all thought we're going to get ourselves the same old, same old. Obviously, FC Motown, we thought they were going to defend their championship and go all the way back to the final. Not so. Westchester United once again showing why they are also one of the top clubs in the eastern region of this league. Uh, Apotheos FC, I don't know if anyone saw them coming to go this far. But you know what? They have reached this far, and that's great to see. Steel City FC, you know, I, you know, look, an undefeated season in their conference. I thought they were going to go out and do some damage. I really thought Steel City FC was going to really come in big and get to the next round. But look, once again, Tulsa Athletic proving to all of us why they are still one of the best clubs in this league in their Midwest region. They have proven once again why they are one of the best clubs and one of the most consistent clubs in the MPSL. How far they go, not just having a solid regular season, but going as far as they can to reach if they hope to do so, to reach the final and get there. And they did reach the final once, unfortunately losing on the road against the Denton Diablos to win the championship a couple of years ago. But maybe this could be the year for the Tulsa Athletic. If they do reach the final, They have, we have to see what they'll do in this uh, next round to get back to the final. And we'll see who will be hosting when we get those last two teams. But Tulsa Athletic right now, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? They're one of the top sides. And so is Crossfire Redmond or Crossfire Premier uh, splitting into two separate entities now with their red team, Bill Colello, uh, you know, in the final last year against FC Motown, had to come all the way across the country to play in that final last year and unfortunately falling to Motown. But who knows? If they get themselves a good matchup and they can uh, find a way to unseat Tulsa Athletic, maybe they go back to the final and maybe they finally get their opportunity to host and hoist that NPSL Cup championship. So we'll see what happens when they are involved. But as I have already said, ladies and gentlemen, we have right now the final four. The top four teams of the 2023 season getting ready to do battle this weekend. Getting ready to see who will advance to the big, big final next weekend. This is exciting. This is amazing. This is going to be unbelievable. And honestly, I cannot wait cannot wait and you can watch all these matches on the NPSL's uh, official website just head on over to the npsl.com website check the streaming service uh, link and you can watch these games not only tomorrow night and I believe also 
Nope, all on Saturday night on July the 29th. I thought we were going to have a game on Sunday or two, but all four games will be at 7 o'clock. One is at 7 o'clock. The other is at 7.30 local times. So it will be uh, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central in Oklahoma uh, between Tulsa Athletic and Crossfire Red uh, Premier Red. And then at 7 o'clock Eastern time, Westchester United hosting Apotheos FC uh, at 7 o'clock this Saturday night. It should be exciting. It should be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen there. It's going to be exciting once again. And all you can do is just sit back, relax, and have some fun. And hopefully we will see what's going to happen down the line. Maybe we'll get some new expansion clubs for next year. We'll have to wait and see. But speaking about expansion clubs, I want to give credit to expansion side Annapolis Blues. That's right. I want to talk about that club that came out of nowhere this year in the Annapolis Blues FC. What a season they had in their first year in the NPSL. Started off with a scoreless draw, and then all of a sudden just broke out, got house on fire. Destroyed FC Frederick, also destroyed Virginia Beach City FC, beat Frederick again, just destroyed Virginia Beach City, destroyed Grove United, an anxious one again against Northern Virginia United, but they just edged them out on the road in Fairfax, Virginia. 4-0 over Virginia Dream, fellow expansion side. An edgy 1-0 victory at home against Northern Virginia United. And then taking on Alexandria Reds, but lost to them at home for their last uh, home game. And then going into the playoffs and unfortunately getting edged or actually taken out by Westchester United. 4-0 4-0 in the playoffs over in Montclair State University in that quarterfinal matchup. What are you going to do? This is this is the situation that sometimes, you know, you just got to go out there and you got to find a way to get those victories to continue on. But one thing is for sure. Annapolis Blues, they are going to be a club that will be reckoned with down the line. Excellent ownership group. Uh, And, you know, seeing the support they got at the Naval Academy um, Stadium, at the, excuse me, at the Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis, to see a filled crowd like that every home game, unbelievable what we saw. And the hope, I, I really do hope that in Annapolis, and obviously it, it's a it's a Navy town, it's a military town for our uh, Marines and our Navy en- enlisted men and women. I, I really do hope there will be enough funds in Annapolis that the ownership group can one day find a nice piece of land and build their own stadium. It doesn't have to be exactly like the Navy Marine Corps Stadium. But you know what? I'm rooting for them to build their own stadium. I really hope it does happen. 
because that, my friends, is something special what we have seen from them and a hell of a season from them as well. All the other clubs had a great season as well. Some probably should have been a little bit better than others, but once again, the excitement was there. The action was there. It was a lot of fun to witness all this, and I hope we get another one just like this in 2024. You just have to hope that the NPSL is going to have themselves another hell of a season in 2024. But even though I am getting a little bit ahead of myself here, let's finish off this season in style. Let's finish off this current season, and let's hope that everything, everything will go off smoothly. And hopefully two of these four teams will battle each other in the championship final next weekend. So I personally cannot wait to watch these matches. I personally cannot wait to see the action in front of me. And I really do hope, I really do hope that we're going to get ourselves some fireworks and we are going to have ourselves a fun time to watch these clubs go out there and perform at the highest level in the National Premier Soccer League. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I cannot wait. Once again, just to let everyone know, it's going to be Westchester United hosting Apotheos FC at Swarthmore College in Swarthmore, Pennsylvania on Saturday, July 29th at 7 o'clock Eastern. And then it's going to be Tulsa Athletic hosting Crossfire Premier Red at Rogers State University in Claremore, Oklahoma. That will be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Central. It should be exciting. It should be great. And I know I cannot wait to get ready for the Final Four in the 2023 MPSL Cup Championship Playoffs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get this show rolling and let's have some fun. My first guest tonight, unfortunately, my original guest was supposed to come over. It was Blaise Santangelo, but he could not make it tonight. Something has come up. So coming in, in place of Mr. Santangelo, is the administrator of Westchester United, Vince D'Ambrosio. Vince, good evening and welcome to the show, sir. I'm so impressed that you got my last name correct. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> there is no prize, but I will give you a pat on the back. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Believe me, I I, I always I always uh, you know uh, what's the word that I'm always the phrase that I'm always looking for. Yeah, yeah. You're not the first, nor shall you be the last to butcher my last name. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. You know. Um, Westchester United has had such a great legacy so far uh, involved in anything and everything American soccer, especially in the eastern Pennsylvania area. What do you what do you contribute to how strong you've been, not just in NPSL, but, you know, I, I know the club is also involved in USL League Two, in the amateur leagues. Um, how much bastion of soccer um, goodness are you lucky enough to have over there uh, for this club to get all these players to come to play for your club? Yeah. You know what? I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, 
Blaze has done a fantastic job. He's he's hardcore. Um, you know, he he's really good uh, with explaining explaining to our players, you know, what is expected of them um, week in, week out, season in, season out, year in, year out. Um, and he's not afraid to tell players if, you know, if they can't commit to, you know, our vision, you know, if they are feeling like, hey, I just, I would rather play, you know, uh, with something that's uh, a little less intense. He's like, you know what, hey, you know what, this isn't a place for us or a place for you, you know, and it's, it's there's no hard feelings, you know, like, you know, we, we want the best of the best, but you know what, at an amateur level, some players, you know, might, you know, they're, they're out of college, uh, their priorities might be in different places, like, um, you know, they, they, they're in different stages of their career, they're in different stages of relationships with, uh, with significant others, and, you know, he will tell them, say, hey, if that's your priority, so be it, there's no hurt feelings, you know, do what you got to do to, to move on and make yourself happy, you know, if you want to play at the highest level that we possibly can, um, in amateur soccer, you know, he is more than willing to um, um, put the effort into helping you, helping those players achieve that. And the nice thing is we constantly have, you know, 100 plus players. And that, that, that might be a, 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 a small estimate, um, uh, 100 plus players that are, you know, want to be part of our player pool among all of our you know, across all of our platforms, um, you know, whether it's uh, NPSL, USL2, uh, U, U, uh, United Soccer League of Pennsylvania, um, and then, of course, through USL Pennsylvania, we, you know, are often entering um, our state cup competitions through the uh, Open Cup uh, or the, e- or the uh, USASA Open Cup, I should say, the uh, USASA Amateur Cup, and then, of course, through the um, uh, uh, United Soccer Federation, you know, Open Cup, you know, as we all know, it's Lomar Hunt, Hunt Cup. So, you know, we, we constantly have players that want to be a part of it. And, um, you know, again, we, we allow players to come and go based on their own personal needs. And it, it creates an environment where players can be welcomed back if they you know, if, if, if their circumstances change. Um, but we, but we don't settle for players who, um, who are not committed. And I think that's the difference. Absolutely. And, you know, just to say that, to see them go off the way that they have all season long, when the Keystone conference got separated and broken into East and West, did you feel that was an advantage or did you were like thinking, nah, it's just the same thing. We're just going to go out and take out, take on whoever we face in our schedule. Yeah, yeah. You can only face who's who's in front of you. Um, I I did feel like, you know, having having lost the opportunity to play um, a Motown, um, you know, during the regular season, having lost the opportunity to play Jackson Lions during the regular season, those were to our disadvantage because we love playing those clubs. Um, you know, uh, you know, last season, for example, um, you know, Scranton was really, really solid. Um, you know, Hershey this year made great strides uh, to improve. 
Um, same thing with um, Lancaster. You know, they made great strides to improve. Um, so, you know, it, 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 on paper, on paper, it looked like it should have been an easier road for us, um, but we didn't look at it that way. We looked at it as these are the teams that are going to come out. They're going to play as hard as they could. Um, and it, it's and, and if you look at the start of the season, we started off with three straight draws. We were not, you know, um, at the top of our game. You know, we had to wait for some players to come in um, after the seasons were over, you know, and then we rattled off, you know, seven straight wins um, at, you know, in the regular season along with the postseason. You know, we got stronger as the year went on, which is, I, w- I would say is actually a trait of ours. I mean, what, once we get guys in um, and, and they're out there training, you know, three, four nights a week, you know, and, and they're competing for spots. I mean, we have a lot of competition. We, you know, we, we tell players, like you're, when you come in here, you know, you're coming here for the experience of training against the best of the best. And, any playing time you get is a bonus, you know. So our practices and our training is oftentimes more intense than any game action we get, um, and that's intentional. You know, um, you know, we want to make players work their butts off um, to earn that playing time. At the same time, we carry a large roster. Um, because we also want our players to enjoy their summer break. I mean, we have, you know, most of our players are from college, and you only get a limited summer break, you know, and they may have family vacations and so on and so forth. So, like, they, you know, we have players that might play, you know, maybe the first month of the season, and then we don't see them again, or we might see them in the second half of the season because we don't see them in the first half of the season, you know, but we want them to make sure that they also have, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to having a work-life balance. I mean, these guys aren't necessarily working all the time, but it's like a soccer slash life balance because guess what? You know, when these guys get out of college, if they don't necessarily go pro, they are going to have to, you know, find a way to balance their careers um, with, with uh, vacations and family and all that kind of stuff. So we allow, we, so we carry large rosters to allow players to enjoy some of that summer break and maybe take a week or so off from soccer while the, while they're in the middle of their NPSL season. Well, let's go ahead and uh, review some of your playoff games here. And uh, obviously you battled against Hershey FC, two goals to one victory, and you moved on to the next round to take on Annapolis Blues, who had a hell of uh, an expansion season, only lost once, and that was their final game in the regular season. And you really handled them very well, 4-0 over in Montclair State. Were you weary about Annapolis and the season they were having? Um, I can't speak for everybody on our squad, <laughs> but um, I, I will speak for myself and say, yeah, I was weary. Um, um, you know, having followed them all season, seeing the crowds they had, uh, the quality that they put on the field. Um, you know, I was when I when I, I I was not at the game in person, but I did watch the stream, 
and I watched the game and I was like, wow, we're, we, we took it to them. Um, and I was, I was personally, I personally, I was shocked um, that, that it was that one sided and that's not a discredit to Annapolis for the season they had. I think it's more of a credit to um, uh, our preparation for that game. And the same thing goes for, you know, the following night against Motown um, who, you know, everybody knows, you know, even though we don't get to play them very often, we've we've had some amazing battles with with Motown across multiple competitions, um, and it, it's you know the the fact that we you know we we won by multiple goals in that game was also you know for me personally a shock. I mean, I was not prepared for any of that, um, which leads us to you know our semifinal game. I mean. Uh, you know, I personally, you know, kind of thought, you know, our season might be ending in, in that, you know, that second round there against one of those two teams, you know, and now we are in a position where like, oh my gosh, we are hosting, um, which, you know, despite the fact that we've won three national championships, you know, we've never had the opportunity to host, you know, we've, we've hosted two big time um, U.S. Open Cup games. You know, but we've had a little bit of notice. Uh, we've had very, very little notice on this one. So we are, you know, we've been scrambling, scrambling a little bit this week. Um, and it's not a bad thing, um, you know, but uh, being a, a complete volunteer organization, um, you know, it, uh, you know, we all have regular full-time jobs during the day. You know, it does make it, um, you know, a little more stressful, um, and it's a good kind of stress. I'm I'm thrilled that I have to run around. Uh, oh, that I've been, that over the last five five days I've been you know running around like a chicken with my head cut off to to make a lot of this stuff happen. Um, same with Blaze. He's he's burnt out. <laughs> he's told me he's burnt out. <laughs> um, you know, but no, we're, not we're, now. We're, not now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just you know, it's just a lot of work for for a volunteer organization. We all have our own jobs, and and uh, you know, we're we're excited to host. You know, and we're going to put on the best show we possibly can. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in the uh, next match. But before we even get to that, what does it mean for you and Blaze and everyone in the club when you officially qualified for the U.S. Open Cup by defeating uh, Annapolis Blues to get to that spot again? That is uh, literally like our one, one of our top goals each year. Um, you know, we want to get into that cup and, you know, and we've been there multiple times, technically speaking, we've never actually won a game to regulation. You know, we, our first game was down in Virginia against, uh, I think it was Fredericksburg or something like that. I can't remember. It was years ago. And we, we, the game was a draw and we wanted penalty kicks. And if anybody follows the game, you know, it's 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 the game goes down as a draw, and you won by penalty kick, so it was a draw. And then same thing, uh, you know, the, the next year or maybe it was two years later, we went down to Christos, and and the game ended up in a draw. We won in penalties, and then um, I think 2020 we qualified, but it was canceled. Um, the next time we ended up in there was against Motown, where we won the game. 
So we had the error with the fourth official, um, and we ended up having to uh, replay the game uh, after we had won uh, the first game. But we had the error with the, with the fourth official and substitution. So we, on the replay, we lost. And then this past year, um, you know, we we had Ocean City and we lost. So we're even though we've advanced on we we've advanced on penalty kicks twice. They don't count as wins. Um, you know, when, when, when it comes to actually the record. Um, so, you know, we're looking for that first win every year, you know, getting to the open cup is one of our top priorities. Um, we personally want to win every trophy, uh, and every competition we enter, whether it's our local league, whether it's NPSL, USL two, um, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, um, um, U.S. Open Cup, I mean, which is a long shot, obviously. Um, but, you know, we, we want to win every trophy available to us, our state cups, you know. And this year, I mean, like this year, for example, I mean, like just counting it up, we won um, the, the the EPSA Open Cup, which is Eastern Pennsylvania Soccer Association, the EPSA Amateur Cup. Uh, we won um, the obviously the NPSL uh, Keystone East and PSL East. Um, we won. I feel like I'm missing. Uh, like I feel like I'm missing like two more trophies here. <laughs> I don't even know. That's okay. You know, but I won't hold yeah, it against yeah. you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, 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 and and it, it's totally odd. Like, I a, a long time ago when we first started winning these trophies, I knew exactly how many trophies we won. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's been like over two dozen since our our program has has uh as as uh began or since began and that and that does not include like you know like mm-hmm. indoor tour- in, indoor games and indoor tournaments we entered off in the off season that it's like right. I, i'm only i'm only i'm only counting like official competitions that are recognized through US, us soccer federation correct okay well anyway let me just say this uh good luck with your uh, big match against the Pultios FC there, Vince, and hopefully for Westchester United, uh, you do reach that final, and uh, hopefully you'll host it this time. So we'll see what happens. Right on. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. That's Vince D'Ambrosio, the administrator of Westchester United, as they are joining the big, big matchup for the big NPSL soccer championship well first things first it is going to be the semifinals of the mpsl cup and it should be a lot of fun as we get ready for the next one my next guest he is the owner of delessandro's restaurant in tulsa oklahoma but he's also the owner of tulsa athletic sonny delessandro joining me right now sonny welcome back it's great to have you back on the show very happy to have you on you know sonny I consider Tulsa Athletic one of the toughest clubs, not just in your respective conference, but one of the toughest clubs in all of the National Premier Soccer League. And it must be rewarding for you and everyone in the Tulsa area to see your club continue to have success every single season you get the opportunity to have. Yeah, hey, thank you. Those, those are high high marks. I appreciate that. I, you know, I think – 
ultimately when you have a club at any level, you want it to sort of personify the community in which you exist. And Tulsa is a very blue collar, hardworking uh, community. And, you know, from day one, we've tried to mirror that and represent that on the field. Every time we step between the lines for 90 minutes, be that, that hard working blue collar club that's always served us well. And yeah, a lot, a lot of success. The boys have been brilliant this, this year, these past three years, really. And you know what? Once again, you're making another big trek in the National Premier Soccer League uh, playoffs. I remember a couple of years ago, you played against Denton Diablos in the final. You had to travel to Texas to be in that championship final. Unfortunately, lost. But with the team that you have right now, how confident do you feel that this team can make it back to the final? Um, yeah, we're you know we're confident. Obviously, one of the club mantras is respect all, fear none. So, you know, Crossfire took Sacramento Republic to extra time in the Open Cup. You know, they they made the national final last year. They were just about as close as we were to beating Motown. So, um, you know, we were minutes away from hosting them for all the marbles last year. So, obviously, two clubs that um, have had a great deal of success in the in the last couple of years. So, you know, am I confident? I think what I would say is that if our boys go out and put in the work and it's a good performance, I'm I'm confident that we are an incredibly difficult team to de- to defeat, and uh, I am confident that it's going to be very oh my god, it's going to be very hot and muggy in Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow night. Um, so. You know, uh, that's going to be a difficult circumstance that the Seattleites may not be 100% accustomed to. I know they went to to Arizona and got a good result there, but uh, Oklahoma Heat this type of year, I don't even know why anyone lives here. My dad moved to Seattle, so maybe they know something I don't. (laughs) Very, very true. It's always the rainy season in Seattle. That's the one thing. Talk about the job that your head coach has done here, James Rogers, how long he's been with you uh, running the club and all the magic he's done to keep uh, this club going every single MPSL season for you and everyone else. Yeah, Jason's been great. You know, he, I've known him since he was a little kid. Uh, he went to the first couple of years of college, kind of, kind of your neck of the woods up at Hartwick, uh, up in New York, in Oneonta. So, um, you know, pedigree is there. I've known him for a long time. Very competitive, hardworking massive shoes to fill it's such a trap job it's i mean i don't want to call ourselves like the yankees of the npsl but in situations where you take over for a club that's had historically a lot of success it's almost like anything short of a national championship is is deemed a failure so it's a really difficult situation to walk into and you know he's managed to get us thus far so, uh, and the, the Open Cup run, obviously brilliant. And we were only, people don't really talk about it, we were only two minutes away from reaching the um, nationals in the USASA as well. We made the final of Region 3 uh, USASA regionals also. So, yeah, he's brought, a, he's brought us so far four trophies this year. We're just looking for that fifth one that we've been hunting for, for 10 years now. Listen, being the Yankee fan that I am, I'll allow it. Yeah. You can use the hey. moniker. It's okay. <laughs> well, insert any but, uh, <laughs> generic, very good team, and it's just difficult to take over 
Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, you walk into a job where, like, if you if you get second place in our conference, which I think is one of the most difficult conferences in the country, I'm going to look at you like, so, where are you, you know, where are you working next? You know, it's one of those type of deals. So, um, all credit to him, all credit to the uh, his technical staff, John Woodhead. He's been great. Brady Moody's been been very good. And then, you know, the players have been just tremendous. They, they sell out every game. Uh, they, they leave it all on the line. And, uh, you know, I think they're very determined to accomplish a goal that we've been very close to accomplishing the last, last couple of years. Very true. And it uh, should be a fun one this upcoming season. Let's review your run to this uh, Final Four level at this point in time. I know you took on, um, I believe you took on Demise MPSL over at uh, Rogers State University in Claremore, Oklahoma, with a 2-0 victory. And then um, you battled against Oklahoma City 1889, and you edged them two goals to one. What are those battles against your Oklahoma City uh, area brethren? Yeah, I mean, I, it's a it, the Oklahoma the Oklahoma Derby um, is it's a tough one. It's one of those things, you know. Last year we beat them three nil at their place, five one at our place, and then five one in the championship game. So we embarrassed them a little bit or a lot. And the first time we played them this year, they beat us uh, one to nothing. You know, so they righted that ship. And they kind of knew that on their day they could definitely not only compete but get a result. And then the second time we played them, it was 1-1, and they got a penalty in about the 80th minute. Our goalkeeper saved it, and our goalkeeper ended up going on to get an assist in that uh, about three minutes later, too. So that was kind of the, I don't want to say a turning point in our season, but that's when we knew that if we won out, we won the Heartland Shield, which is a unofficial MPSL um trophy that uh, the teams in the Heartland Conference fight for for the regular season championship and so that that was kind of a was kind of the moment where we knew if we won out we we, we would retain the shield and then obviously mm-hmm. when we played Very, them again mm-hmm. in the final when we played them again in the final it was um, yeah it, I mean the, my region might not like hearing this but I think for us it's a little bit more difficult getting out of our conference than it is our region um uh, so all credit to those teams in the Heartland Conference. Uh you know, every year has become more and more difficult. And, you know, last year in the first round we we won the first round in penalties against Springfield. So you know, it there's no um no half assing it when it when it comes to the Heartland Conference. If you if you don't bring it every night, you're gonna drop points. Yeah, oh, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I like to think every conference is difficult, but uh, you know, you you have to live through it every single year. So you know more than I yeah. do, and I go along with what you say. Uh, you made a trip over to Des Moines United. I believe this was their uh, inaugural season. How difficult were they? You edged them four three all the way in Iowa. Yeah, you know, it was a funny one. I think they're a young club. I think that they will probably learn a lot from that. Um, we were up four nothing and had a span of six minutes where we just kind of we we made some. When you play two games in two days, you know you have to plan for 180 minutes sometimes, and that's not always conducive to a 90 minute match. So, not that we don't have full faith in our bench, but we didn't have a full bench. We I think we traveled 16, had a couple of high school kids on the bench. Uh, 
who earned some valuable, valuable playing time, which I think will be beneficial sometime down the line. But um, yeah, we we um, we got we got out of there with a, a little four three result, just a little lapse in lapse in focus. Uh, some per, some new personnel was tested a little bit, and uh, but in saying that, you know, we saved we saved thirty minutes a. a uh, 30 minutes of legs for some starters for the for the final too. So, uh, yeah, full credit to them. You know, they never they never gave up on the game. They always thought they could get something out of it, and they almost they really truly almost did. Um, bringing it back to four to three, they scared the hell out of us. No, I bet that that's difficult when you get to, when you just take your foot off the gas. That's when you get a little nervous, and hopefully that won't happen again uh, after this last match we're going to review here. You know, Steel City FC, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, they were one of a certain amount of clubs that had an undefeated season, and they must have given you a real battle uh, over there um, uh, on the road uh, in Iowa uh, to play in that uh, that matchup because uh, Steel City was absolutely unbelievable this year. What did it take in your mind to see your guys beat an undefeated club this in this playoff run? Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't read too much into the results they have in their conference. They, they had an incredible season. I know for a fact that that conference is very difficult just because Erie, Akron, obviously Cleveland having a great deal of success, making it to the second round of the Open Cup. Um, but, you know, they, they – um, they, we, didn't, we didn't look at them like, oh, my God, this is an undefeated team. We were like, hey, boys, we just got to go out and play our game. So um, they definitely another club that, that really put us through, put us through our paces. Um, I want to say we probably I don't want to say we scored too early, but we were just kind of hang, trying to hang on to the game and get it across the the line, and they just never ever gave up, and finally got their goal in like the 84th or the 85th minute, um, and probably honestly looked the favorite to go ahead and and win it, um, you know, if you're a betting man. But when overtime came around, our boys did a really good job of regrouping, uh, continuing to create some chances. And Aaron Ugba with a, a great goal in the 110th minute kind of saw us through the, to where we are right now. So, um, you know, it's moments like when we were in Dallas playing the USASA Region 3 tournament, uh, a little bit of a ridiculous setup, but we had to play five games in three days. And when we just missed out on winning it, I had a quick word with the boys and just sort of said, guys, like, let's we have this chip on our shoulder now. It's not at the, it's not the end of the season. And the value of what we did here in Dallas was we survived five games in three days. So we've got, I think, a little bit of a gear when uh, when when we get when the game gets kind of pulled into deep water. Uh, I think we have a gear that um, is going to be difficult to match just because um, heat being tested that many games in that many days, and that that's it really showed through in the Pittsburgh game when when we regrouped. It was like our boys were still going and fighting and celebrating after every little tackle one and every little deflection out of bounds. Just, just uh, the, the team's got a lot of heart. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That's what I love to see, the heart of those players going out there fighting every inch of grass, just 
trying to get that uh, big goal to get the victory for you guys. And it's going to be amazing uh, in this big matchup against Crossfire Premier Red Team. And uh, we'll see what happens. But, of course, Sonny, um, when you see all this happen in front of you, of course, in my last question, what does it mean to you as an owner, once again, that you see all this wonderful moments of positive coming towards you like this? Yeah, you know, it's gratifying. Um, you know, the belief that, that what we're doing, you, you have to have that belief that, that you can get to where you're, to where you are. Right. Or, or because it's exponentially more difficult, very, very few times in sport do teams surprise themselves by winning national championships or by winning titles. So, you know, I think everyone in our group is very invested into the, into the idea that we're ready we've we've been this far and farther before and it's simply it's time so watching them achieve these uh these milestones along the way it doesn't cheapen it because we expect it but you know we have our we have our our eyes set on one very very simple but yet very lofty target and i think we're going to remain kind of focused in, until we until we hoist that trophy so um, and I'm not even there yet. Like our focus is 100% on Crossfire Red Redmond <laughs> tomorrow, and, uh, and and getting that job done, and just getting a a good top level performance out of the boys. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. And all I can say is. Good luck to you in this uh, big matchup uh, this Saturday. And also, congratulations again on qualifying for the Open Cup in 2024. I hope to see you there as well on that show next year. Yeah, for sure. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks a lot, Sonny, and have a good night. Bye-bye. Sonny D'Alessandro, the owner of Tulsa Athletic, and, of course, the owner of D'Alessandro's Restaurant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And let us hope that they have themselves a great, great game. We'll see what happens moving on. Uh, Now just waiting for my next guest from Crossfire Premier Red Team. And that is Bill Colello, the head coach. Just waiting for him to uh, call in. And uh, hopefully uh, come on the show. And uh, talk about uh, the club. And, you know, trying to find out all the fun stuff that they had uh, going on for them this season. And, uh, you know, once again, uh, see if they can make a return even though at the time last year they were not split off as a red team and a white team, they were as a whole. And obviously, we'll have to uh, wait and see what's going to happen this season <laughs> and what they do in the playoffs. And joining me right now is the head coach of Crossfire Premier Red. It is the head coach, Bill Colello, joining me. Bill, good evening and welcome back, sir. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining me tonight. Now, for those of us that are not familiar with the situation, why has there been all of a sudden a crossfire red team and a white team? Why was there a split? 
Uh, Bernie put in his 19s. The league had a team that bailed out at the last second, so Bernie entered his 19s team so that we could make it work and gave those kids a good good foundation to play against college players. And um, my team's the older team or the team that was kind of more established. Oh, okay. No, that's great to hear. That's wonderful to hear about that. And a great job from uh, the club as well to do that thing. It's a very wonderful gesture uh, to help out the MPSL the way that they did. And, of course, give uh, those kids an opportunity to play some, uh, you know, some solid teams. Now, talking about your red side, obviously, what a very good season you had. And obviously, short trip in the playoffs, but your guys really had a strong season at this point in time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of guys back from last year, which makes a big difference. I have a really, I'm really insulated with the good schools around me. So I have a lot of good players to pick from. And then I have a lot of local kids that come home that are Crossfire alums that come home. So it works, it works to my advantage, but yeah, we've, we've done pretty well. And I mean, it's, I have a, I have a good group. I've added a couple from, you know, to the team from last year and, um, it's the, I, the only thing I same thing as last year. Like I, I don't, I, this is my first time I have everybody. So it's the first game I have every, all the horses. So that's, that's a good thing. It's a good timing for us. Oh, absolutely. And I don't blame you at all. If you don't have the horses, you're not going to go far. That's for sure. <laughs> but definitely uh, it's just great. It, it, it's just great to hear that. And, and just to ask you this, of course, um, obviously you were in the final last year, fell to FC Motown now your side is back on the saddle, you know, back on the saddle again, and you are one match away from reaching that final again. What motivation did you give your players during this run into where you are currently in these playoffs? Uh, they, you know, it's, it's not a huge deal for me. It's, we do set goals. They're all good goal-setting kids, and they set their goals, and they're, they're winners at almost all levels. And so they, they're good about setting their goals and setting small goals to get to the big goal. So that's been our, our thing from the start of the Open Cup. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. And then, you know, for me, <laughs> I think you and I talked, but, it's, you know, I was, I was up three to two with 10 minutes to go. So it's probably where the coach is the, probably the issue, not the kids in the final last year. So the motivation, <laughs> the motivation is to make sure that the kids, the kids can – probably helped me out a little bit more right they probably need to do a little bit more so that i don't screw it up so so what you're saying is you had more anxiety than your players did huh (laughs) probably yeah probably Uh, that's great to hear. But listen, it's great to know that you got your kids that come back and uh, they go and they play hard for you and they want to go out there and they want to go and get a victory for not just for you, but for everyone uh, associated with the club and in the town. So that's wonderful to hear. Um, let's just quickly go ahead and review some of your games. You took on FC Arizona and you edged them 2-1 over in Gilbert. Uh, how difficult was FC Arizona for your club? Uh, well, it was 116 degrees, so it might be the hottest oh, game I've ever been in. Uh, and the the kids are uber uber fit, and I'm I'm we're we're very athletic, so that helped us. But boy, that's that's as hot as I've. I mean, I've been around the game for what almost 40 years, and that's that's a that was it was brutal. That's as brutal as it's ever been. So that's number one. Number two, uh, it took us a while to get started because it was so hot. I I we we just we just. I think to get it the hot air in their lungs took a minute. So we went down early, 1-0, and then, and then kind of once we got our legs underneath us, we were, we were rolling pretty good. I didn't think it was 
we did we got a red card late and so they had a few chances late but for the most part we were in the driver's seat now just to ask i know obviously they probably had a water break did they have two water breaks per half or was they it did. still one per half no just one two. per half and it, okay. just, just yeah okay. two total one one per half and it and it was okay i mean look it, it was I, I don't think that i don't i don't know how many you need at one you know what i mean i don't it was it was really hot that's what i'll say no, I know. This heat wave has really been crazy this summer. Um late, you know, almost late in the summer. It's just been nuts how the majority of the country has been over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Just absolutely nuts. I know we're I'm here on the East Coast and I know occasionally we get a good rainstorm every now and then, but to cool it off, but yeah, I I'm just glad that no one uh, was uh, you know, in any serious medical condition. Uh, during right. and after the game, obviously. So that's great to hear. Uh, and then yeah, you head back good. to the West. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you head over to San Francisco at Kazar Stadium to take on a very difficult El Farolito side. Three goals to two. You defeated them. Um, I mean, obviously, they're very well known in the Bay Area. They're one of the top amateur clubs in the San Francisco area. Just how difficult have they been to play against? Um, they're they're a very good team. They're more they're built. A little bit different than us. They're far older, um, more more veteran style guys. Um, they were they're organized. they they have a their facility was great and it was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic game to be a part of. We went down two zero. Um, probably probably deserved to be closer than that, but then we ended up getting a goal, finishing it off a little bit late with a tie, going in overtime, scoring right away and. It was it was a, it was an unbelievable game if if we were watching it right it was an unbelievable game so I was proud of the guys I have that team is my team is is athletic and and you know as it went on we almost looked like we were getting stronger so that's a great sign and uh, but they're a very good team Farlito they are no absolutely and it's great and once I've said already of course now you have uh, one more match to play against and they're in front of you and that's Tulsa Athletic. Uh, I don't need to tell you unless you want me to. It's fine. But, I mean, Tulsa Athletic, um, obviously one of the tougher sides in all the Midwest regional teams uh, from the NPSL, of course. And, uh, you know, you're going to be battling really, really hard in another uh, hot and humid day in the Midwest again. Um, just another <laughs> just another round of humidity coming at you. How much more you can take of it. But uh, what are you expecting and what have you seen from if you've been able to scout and uh, watch any of their past uh, matches this past season? I haven't. I haven't scouted them. Um, I watched them a little bit last year, and I know some of the players they have. Um, I, I know they're a good side. I know they'll be a little bit more climatized. It's about 100 here now. Maybe a little bit less now. I guess it's probably night like 95. Um, but it'll be hot. It'll, this will be kickoff time tomorrow, roughly kickoff time, right? 7:30. So um, it'll be it'll be it'll be a good game. I'm, I know they're a good team. I think they'll be much more similar to to Farlito. And so I think that it'll be a, it'll be a very good matchup. Like I said, for me, I'm happy because I finally have everybody here. So hopefully, I don't screw it up too much, and we can that'll that'll help us. All right, so I'm just out of curiosity. I'm only asking, but uh, I'm assuming you're a family man. So who gives you more criticism of your games, your kids or your wife? Well, it's definitely the boys because they both play on the team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dad, why did you do this? (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, especially if they they're, they're sometimes they get subbed off more than quicker than they want to be, right? So yeah, yeah, I get my share of, yep. of flack. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> I'll tell you that 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 that's that's the harshest critic of all your own your own children. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's terrible. Sure. That's terrible. Yeah. Do you punish them if they if they complain too much? Do you tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to shave off ten ten minutes out of your time if you do that again? Yeah. yeah. You you know you're a parent, so you know. Yes. The answer is yes. All the abuse, anything you can think of that I'm using to try to hold them in line, I try to do. Yeah. No, they're both they're both really good. Points. Yeah. So what so so what is it? So what is it? Ten minutes off of your uh, minute time in the match, or do you That's ban right. them from the uh, iPhone? That's right. No, you just yeah, hold food out, right? Food is the kid, the killer uh-huh. at this age, yeah. right? They can yeah, so it's just There you go. Eat. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. <laughs> well, I just made this great steak for you kids, but now I'm afraid yeah. I'm not gonna have to give it to you. Uh you're gonna have to starve. <laughs> no, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they correct their behavior in a hurry. Exactly. Um Obviously, you know, getting as far as you did, not this past match, but the match before you qualify for the Open Cup once again. Um, you know, you almost put a scare into Sacramento Republic of USL Championship uh, this past Open Cup. What was that experience like for you and your team? And at the same time, uh, what's your hope for next year's Open Cup since you've qualified for it? Well, to be fair, that's another one. I was up 2-0 with 12 minutes to go. So are you getting the theme there? So I we we end up we end up they they end up not starting maybe some of their first team players they brought them on they were a little bit better than us they were a little bit more cohesive a little bit better and they came back and we probably we probably deserve better than what we got but it was a fantastic experience for everybody um, I, I had I had three four U19 players on the field at one time um, playing against that team and they were doing fine so as a club we were super proud of that. Um, I think, I think the, the goal for us would definitely be that we should have gotten through that game. We definitely could have got through that game. I, like I said, I think we deserve better than that. At least going into pens would have been a fair result for us based on how we did, but it wasn't to be, but I, next year we would love to progress past that. And we're definitely, we definitely have, depending on the players that I get to use next year, that's always the crapshoot, right? Cause I have some college guys that I just don't know if I'll have access to them. But if I do, um, it will be, will be a tough side to play against for sure. We, we would, we can no, compete absolutely. with any of those teams. Yeah. I, when we get to the MLS level, it's a little bit different over there. There's more similar athletically. Um, but we, you know, it just depends on who I have. And then to be fair, the, the club, the club, I mean, last year we had three go to the MLS. I'm sure I'll have three, four go to the MLS this year. So it's great for the kids and great for the club that they're going forward. It does hurt our open cup. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. No, that's fantastic to hear. And hopefully you'll have more success with more kids going, graduating from your side uh, to the professional levels some more. And I hope uh, you get more success that way. But Bill, listen, I just want to wish you good luck in your uh, next match against Tulsa athletic. I hope you guys do very well and uh, hope to have you back on again soon. Take care and have a good night. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Bill Colello, head coach of Crossfire Premier Red out of uh, Redmond, Washington, as they get ready for their big-time matchup against Tulsa Athletic. And it's going to be a big one, obviously, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in that match. And my last guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'd like to think 
that they came out of nowhere, but they didn't ever believe that because they knew or they probably had an inkling they're going to make it this far. It is Apothos, F, uh, Apothos FC, and joining me is right now the um, – I just had his name up here. Hang on one second. I will get to it. Uh, very, very quickly here, as I know I had the gentleman's uh, information right in front of me. So hang on for just one second as we get ready to talk to the Mr. Uh, Mr. Anthony Catalano of Apothos FC. Anthony, welcome to the show, and how are you? Thanks. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Doing well. well. Oh, I'm glad to have you on. I apologize for the uh, delay of your intro. I had your, I had my sheet up, and then it disappeared. I'm sorry about that. But you are the co-founder no and owner of the club. Uh, talk about this season. How amazing has it been for your club, Apothos, uh, to reach this far at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible journey. I mean, we're we're a second-year club. Um, really uh, grassroots in terms of our uh, inception into the, to the National Premier Soccer League. So um, we're, we are newly founded. You know, we don't have a, a youth club that's underneath us. So um, we are just incredibly proud of, of, our, uh, of our players, our coaching staff um, that have had an incredible run uh, here in the playoffs and uh, excited to see what happens uh, tomorrow night up Westchester. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we'll get to Westchester in just a moment, but I just wanted to ask you this question, is that what job Coach and Bruno Kalanji did uh, to get this far for your club and you know uh, how he's gotten your players to play such excellent soccer uh, down the stretch? Yeah, you know um... – so Bruno and, and the Kalenji Soccer Academy have been in an incredible partnership for our club with Apotheos FC. And um, Bruno has been, you know, is no stranger to the Atlanta soccer market here. Uh, and, and what he's built in terms of just a pool of players, um, these guys, have, have they train with each other. They play with each other year in, year out uh, at, at, at various levels. And so um, what makes us unique is that these group of, of gentlemen – uh, have really uh, formed a bond uh, kind of over a, a long period of time. Uh, and as they're now kind of playing with us within the NPSL, um, you know, they've got a lot of connections. We have a lot of players that have retained that we've come back from last year, so they're new to the mix. Um, we've got guys that we've been, you know, we've brought in as well. But I think what Bruno really brings to not only just his coaching style, his mentor style, uh, is just to be able to bond guys and, and bring the community together, right? And and that's all built around the same philosophy, and that's just to go out and play hard, represent each other in a professional manner, uh, and, and go and win games. So um, I think he's been able to kind of uh, do that very quickly, but he's got some really core guys um, that I think he re- relies on to kind of uh, be able to, to continue that message. Uh, and that's that's certainly shown this year in our season. Well, let's go ahead and review these playoff matches you've had after defeating Charlottetown Hops 3-1 over in North Carolina. You hosted them uh, over at the North Cobb Christian School, and you edged them even better 4-1 to start your playoff run. Charlottetown, I know, an expansion team this year, but how difficult were they? 
Yeah, Charlottetown's great. I mean, obviously they're, they've got talented players within the Carolina region that have come and joined them. Um, they've been, you know, really good addition to the conference. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we were fortunate to go up there. Uh, they get a great crowd. Um, we were fortunate to come out with the win that Friday night. Uh, and then through the weekend, kind of watching the other games within the conference, quickly realized that we were going to match up with each other uh, just a few days later uh, on that Wednesday where they were going to come to us. Um, so, you know, we were at home. We had a, we had a good crowd behind us. Uh, I think we were ready and prepared. Obviously, we were pretty confident um, going into the game. If you have a result at, at your opponent that you're just about to face, you go up to their place and you win 3-1. Um, certainly, I think we had the confidence uh, on our side, but we were, we were certainly ready because – you know, sometimes you're ready for that revenge kind of game, and and obviously the stakes were on the line, uh, being the uh, the first round of the playoffs. So uh, happy that Charlottetown's in in our conference. They're a great club and got great great ownership. Then of course you had the Georgia Derby against the Georgia Revolution, one of those legacy clubs in the league, and you edged them four three back at home, of course. And you know what has that been like to face against Georgia Revolution in these playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have written a better story in terms of, of the way that that game finished. Um, certainly uh, very, very uh, highly charged and a lot of energy around it. Uh, both teams were, were certainly going after it uh, and wanting to, to really desperately win it. Um, it was electric. Um, and I think what it, it's, it's taught us is that, you know, we've got a good kind of derby match, right, in, in Georgia. I think this is going to be a, a really good um, – you know, kind of match that's between our two clubs going forward. Um, a lot of times between the last two seasons, we've pulled certain players, you know, from both those clubs have played for each other in the past. So um, I, I look forward to uh, a, a good, you know, competitive derby match between these two clubs going forward. So it's been exciting. And, and fortunately, we were uh, we were very, very lucky to, to get out of it. But um, it was one for, for the uh, the history books in terms of the finish. Mm-hmm. And then you head down to Florida and Naples. That must have been a hell of a trip. And uh, you're edging off Naples United uh, 1-0. That had to be probably the most nerve-wracking match you've ever watched. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, Naples United, a great club, and uh, to go to their home place uh, in South Florida, right, uh, as we are all experiencing the extreme heat uh, right now. and. I'm sure it'll be the same way here tomorrow night up in Pennsylvania, but um, certainly a big trip for us to be able to get down there, uh, be ready to to, to go uh, into that game against the number one seed. But um, again, we just we seem to have this resilience with us. We seem to have this um, this kind of top class of of, of moments that have pushed us forward, um, and and we've got some very, some very very special players that uh, contribute to that. Guys like Junior Sandoval and. Uh, Giovanni Rossi, uh, like those guys are, are next level um, and they show and they shine in these kinds of moments. So uh, Junior certainly did. And uh, it's been, you know, it was a good run in the South region. It really, really was. And of course, uh, with that match, you qualify. And I believe this will be your very first U.S. Open Cup uh, appearance for the 2024 season in the first round. How excited are you about that? No, man. Yeah, our, our my my ownership uh, uh, partners and uh, and our and our general manager Chris Aragali and Bruno and the entire uh, coaching staff, Alan Red and 
Anthony Sokpah, like we are just on, on another level uh, after we kind of started to realize after that Naples game that this might be what tips us over and, and qualifies us for uh, the U.S. Open Cup for 2024. Um, just really excited for, for our community, for our football club, um, to be able to participate in such an iconic uh, national event, right, Like, and, and just the history behind the U.S. Open Cup. Um, it's always a special moment for players that realize that they get to showcase themselves at the national level uh, and have maybe that little glimpse of one day being, in a, being able to lace up the boots and play against an MLS team. Um, so that's our goal, and our goal for, like, every tournament is to – is to make a deep run and, and go and win it. So uh, we're excited about uh, next spring. Absolutely. Now, of course, you've took on Southern State Soccer Club, uh, still in Naples, and you edged them two to one. What difference did what what differences uh, did Southern State throw at you that maybe threw you off a little bit, or you just felt this was going to be a strong challenge no matter what? Yeah, I think it was going to be a strong challenge. We knew going into it because that's a pretty tough turnaround, right? I mean. You go down, both teams, both are traveling pretty great distances to get down there. Um, heat, again, big factor in terms of, of just the players and the quality and, you know, just kind of keeping them, one, healthy and fresh. And um, so trying to getting, getting through two games like that and that heat is, is a tall task by any team. Um, so Southern States, I think, you know, we knew it was going to be a dogfight going into it. Um, fortunate for us, again, we had the opportunities. We capitalized on them. Um, and then I think at the end there, you could really see that both, both teams were, were pretty gassed. Um, Southern States did, did get one back in, and, and so it made it exciting. But I think at the end there, um, we were just, just fortunate enough to kind of hold on um, until the end and, and uh, claim the title. That's fantastic to hear. And now you're going to be taking on one of the top teams here on the Northeast, and that is, of course, Westchester United. What are you familiar with about them? What do you know of them? And how difficult of a matchup do you think you're going to be involved with uh, this upcoming weekend? Yeah, don't, don't know much about them. Um, you know, obviously our second year in, in the, uh, the MPSL, so uh, we're, we're kind of really finding out a lot about teams as we go. Um, but certainly um, it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, when you're going up against uh, the team that's, that's, you know, uh, taking down the defending champs of FC Motown, I mean, certainly that is, you know, you, you know you're going to have quality and you need to come to, the, come to the pitch ready to play. And so I think what's, what's exciting about tomorrow night is I think it really will kind of give us a, a, a quantitative kind of look of where we are uh, this season. But if we can take down, you know, an op- opponent like a Westchester and if we're fortunate to do so, you can kind of start to say see that, you know, we belong and we're here and we're doing it together. Um, and so I think it'll be, uh, be really fun to, to watch this kind of game. Defend. Obviously, Westchester had an amazing, amazing season. And, again, to, uh, to, to take down uh, FC Motown um, statement for them uh, in, in their region. So I think it'll be a fun matchup. Just for those of us that are not familiar with your club, what is Kennesaw like when it comes to uh, soccer uh, participation and, of course, the talent that's over there? I mean, obviously Georgia would probably be known more for college basketball and college football players, but what have you seen so far with the level of of soccer talent that you've been getting uh, to bring over to this club? And, uh, you know, what riches have you been able to bring in to see the talent in front of you? 
Yeah, well, I think Atlanta is, is as a as a major metropolitan city is is you know got an immense amount of of soccer talent just right here, um, and uh, you know it's it's got a melting pot of of cultures and people, and um, so with our partnership with uh, Bruno Colungi and Colungi Soccer Academy, um, a lot of our players are just here. They're they're homegrown. They they're from Atlanta. They're here from in Atlanta. Um, and that's really where we, we were have been very fortunate that these guys playing with each other, you know, through men's league or um, some played through UPSL. So they've kind of grown together. Um, and I think Atlanta has that type of talent pool um, that allowed us to just kind of get into that. We have some local guys. We've got most guys that are coming from around different parts of, of the metro area. Um, so I think talent-wise, Atlanta kind of has that uh, local, um, you know, ability to field really, really top talented guys. Um, you know, we've got Atlanta United right in our backyard. We've got some great, you know, USL2 clubs. We've got other uh, great MPSL uh, organizations as well. Uh, we've got Atlanta United 2 that actually plays in Kennesaw. They play at Kennesaw State. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a lot of really great uh, soccer organizations that are just, you know, you know, arm's length away from each other. So this talent pool, I think, uh, here in Atlanta is is definitely um, at the highest caliber I think in the country, and and we've been fortunate to be able to field a really good team uh, just here locally. Absolutely, and that's the one thing I like to see. I like to see the growth of the sport in other places that we're not too familiar with. Obviously, Atlanta has been doing very well, but outside of Atlanta, that's what I would love to see. I want to see the growth happening and, of course, uh, you know, more positive moments coming to your club. And once again, you are one match away from getting to the championship final. We'll see who you will face, but obviously we got to see what you're going to do against Westchester United. Listen, I just want to say, Anthony, thank you very much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, and hope to have you on the show again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, this is Anthony Catalano, the co-founder and owner of Apothos FC, as we finish up with another MPSL soccer show, getting ready to finish up these MPSL Cup playoffs the semifinal round this weekend. Once again, it's going to be a Pothos FC against Westchester United and Tulsa Athletic against Crossfire Premier Redmond Red Team. I want to thank my guests tonight once again, Vince D'Ambrosio, Sonny D'Alessandro, Bill Colello, and Anthony Catalano. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Join me next, this upcoming week, on Tuesday evening. It will be the FIFA Women's World Cup USA versus Portugal review show. And then on Wednesday, I'll have Robert Hay of World Soccer Talk joining me to talk about the situation going on at DC United. Once again, this has been the National Premier Soccer League show. On here, the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Thank you for listening to me tonight. Take care, and as always, please enjoy your football. Bye-bye for now. Have a good night, everybody.